you know, there's a lot of advice out there on YouTube. So today we're gonna process through some of the dumbest advice ever given by successful people. Okay, so let's get right into it. Point number one, you have all the time in the world. Don't worry, you're young. You don't need to have so much urgency, but in reality, I've never met anybody that won at the highest level with constantly trying to take their time, thinking they have all the time in the world. Can you imagine, let's just say you have three o'clock appointment to have a job interview, and you say, your uncle says, Johnny, just watch one more quarter. You have all the time in the world. Don't worry about it. Your homework's due tomorrow. Let's just say you got the finals, and your brother says, Dude, just let's play one more hour of this video game. Don't worry, you have plenty of time. The whole idea of you have all the time in the world tends to get everybody else to get calmer. And what I've found that when people say things like that to me, they're the ones that are the most urgent. They just want me to kind of slow down so I can't catch up to them. It's a very strange way of competitors trying to get you to slow down. Okay, point number two is gonna confuse you because it's the complete opposite of point number one, which is what? You don't have any time, let's go. You gotta get going, you're getting older which in reality, that's my message. I'm an urgent guy, I'm a guy that's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But that message to a 45 year old, 50 year old who just went through a divorce, who may be sitting around thinking, this is it for me, life is over with, I can't do nothing about my life right now, that's also wrong because for you, you have to realize that in your mid 40s or 50s, in today's time, we're living a long time. The whole purpose of urgency to me is, don't take your time to figure out whatever the solution may be to the current challenge you're facing. That's the issue. You may be 45 years old right now, you may be saying, but Pat, I feel like it is too late for me. What may be too late for you is the last 25 years, you always thought you have a lot of time in your life. You're like, oh, I got plenty of time tonight. Now that you're 45, knowing you don't have a lot of time, you got 20 more years to 65, maybe you gotta kinda get going, but at the same time, don't get discouraged to think there's nothing I can do in my life right now because I'm 45 years old. You still have time. Point number three, which is sleep on it. Just take your time, sleep on it. Here's what I've learned with that advice. 80% of the time, fine, it works. The 20% of the time, if you sleep on it, here's what could happen to you. Let me kinda give you an example. Clients unhappy, okay? Let me just have them sleep on it, I'll call them tomorrow. While you're sleeping on it, another guy or gal called, got the business, the next day, they're never gonna answer your phone calls ever again. So for me, I prefer the now mentality. I call the client and I say, Johnny, I heard you're upset. Tell me what happened that made you upset. Well, let me tell you what happened. 15 minutes they go off at me. This happened, da 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 Great, I am so sorry about your experience. Tell me what I can do to make it good because I want to be able to keep your business. What can I do to make it good? Well, Patrick, uh, here's what you could do. Uh, pa, 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 pa. Great, if I can get that for you, can we move forward and let us earn your business again? Okay, but can we move forward doing business together? You know what, Patrick, the fact that you called me and you heard me out as upset as I was, I respect it so much because I was about to go to the other competitor side and I was about to change my business and go do it with them. Literally, I'm on my way to their office. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that just because I called them right there, they told me I was about to leave you to somebody else or an issue, a problem. Say, a, you know, like, oh my gosh, you won't even believe what's going on in this office. Catastrophic what's going on in this office. Let me just sleep on it and I'll call them tomorrow. Then I call them that night. Hey, what's going on? Oh, Pat, you don't even know what just took place. What happened? So we just got robbed. There's a guy that's over here. This is what's going on. You gotta be kidding me. No, not at all. Okay, have you called anybody? You know, let me, let me call somebody else. This person comes in, next thing you know, the issue gets resolved. If we would have waited, it would have cost me $100,000.
If I tell you 50 times this has happened to me, I'd be giving you a small number. So the whole purpose of sleep on it, I get it. If you're about to make a big long-term decision, I think I'm done with my marriage, I'm gonna get a divorce. Maybe you ought to sleep on it, right? I'm done with this thing, I'm gonna go out there and send my letter of resignation. Maybe you ought to sleep on it. But some of the other stuff, do not sleep on it. Call right now, get that issue resolved. Right now, before you lose that business or that opportunity. Dumb advice number four. Listen, just keep trying, don't worry about it, it's all right. Just keep trying, eventually it's gonna work out for you. Wrong advice, because if I keep doing something the wrong way over and over and over again, I'm still gonna get bad results. If you tend to have bad relationships, one, two, three, four, five, six, and you keep doing the same things, there's something wrong with your habit or your trend. So you don't just keep trying. You take a step back, you try to go study the approach, and you ask somebody else what they think about your approach, that they're getting results, you try to study it, and then maybe you keep adjusting and making pivots, and then you try a new way. So maybe it ought to be just keep trying new ways until you get the results rather than just keep trying. Okay, so point number five's got two elements to it. One is, we're all equal. You don't have to worry about it. we are all equal, or you treat everybody equally. Both of them are wrong, here's why. Number one, we're not all equal. When I first came up in sales, and I'm competing against the other guys, the other guy was not equal with me when it comes down to skill set. He's here, I'm here. The other guy is not equal when it comes down to strategies. He's here, I'm here. The other guy and I competing, we're not equal. He has a reformed database of 500 clients he sold memberships to. I got zero. The only place that we can be equal in is what? Work ethic. It's the only place. The only place we can be equal in is who's improving faster today. That's the only level playing field. Not expertise, not database, not market, not skill set. We are not equal in that area. Right now, here's the other part. In an environment where it's like, we treat everybody here equally, that's not the right way to build a company. If I have somebody that has more expertise, paying bigger price, has been around longer, who knows the culture, that person's gonna have an upper hand over somebody that does not. By the way, if somebody comes and let's just say this person has been around for 10 years, knows the culture more, has good skill set, but say we bring a C-suite executive, that has been in the industry three times longer than this person, okay? Has led a team of 400 employees, okay? In areas of leadership, this person is not gonna be treated the same as this person. This person's gonna get more uh, recognition. In areas of expertise, in areas of the, the experience they bring to the industry, they win. But in areas of culture of the company, this one's ahead. When it comes to culture, this person can sit there and say, listen, here's how the company's culture is, this is what we do, this is what we do, great. And that person can say, well, some of these things we need to kind of improve in, and some of these things I understand, I understand what the culture is, right? That's the concept of equal. No, not everybody is equal at a company, and you shouldn't be treating everybody equally in the company. Fairly, yes. Equally, no. Point number six, just be positive, it's all gonna work out. You know, it's just, life is just about positive. If you sit there and you think about positive thoughts, someone's gonna knock on your door with a million dollar sale and your life's gonna change. If you think positive thoughts and sit around after you apply for 10 jobs, someone's gonna call you and they're gonna offer you the job because you're thinking positive. Now here's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm a big advocate of positive thinkers. There's something unique about working around somebody that's got positive vibes, positive energy, versus a negative one but I've met a lot of positive broke people because they don't have any skill sets they offer. You eventually have to bring value to an organization outside of just being positive. If you're positive and you know how to sell, your value's higher. If you're positive, you're a worker and you know how to sell. If you're positive, you have a specialized skill set to edit, you have a specialized skill set on how to code, you have a specialized skill set because you're positive and you have a skill set, 
obviously your market value goes higher. So by itself positivity, you need a little bit more than that to invest in business. It's good to be a friend with someone that's positive, but the business world wants you to be positive and an expert to bring value to the table. Point number seven is the whole concept of you need money to make money, right? Just think about the idea, you need money to make money. I've said this before, it's a form of a cop-out because if you say you need money to make money is the only thing you can offer to the market is the money in your pocket, which the reality of it is, I have other things to offer to the market instead of money. I can offer my contacts. I can offer my expertise. I can offer my relationships. I can offer my work ethic. That I can also exchange for money. If I give you results to your company, I get money in exchange. Now, of course, eventually, you're gonna need money to invest into a company, all the other things you need to do, start a business, I totally get it. But as far as the saying goes, you need money to make money, there's many different ways people exchange for money, and most of it doesn't have to do with money. If a person goes to a company making $100,000, you have $50,000, you have a million dollars, you do they go in and say, you know what, before I give you $200,000 of your salary, I need you to give me $100,000. Is that kind of what happens? <laughs> then what happens? They didn't give them money to get money, right? No, it's skills, time, effort, specialized skill set. That'll also get you the money. Then if you want to start your business, yes, you do need to kind of figure out a way to go raise money. Number eight says raise as much money as you can. Who cares? Give up that equity. Go raise it. If you can raise 10 million, do it. 50 million, do it. This concept may make sense in Silicon Valley because most people start with an idea, a team. So they say, okay, I'm going to go raise 50 million bucks. I get it. If for anybody else that's running a regular business that's maybe not in the tech world, you don't necessarily have to go try to raise as much money as possible, here's why. So what if I go raise too much money and I go from you know, a 80% majority to all of a sudden a 49% majority, now the board keeps telling me what to do and I'm no longer a founder, I'm going back to having the same exact position I had, somebody's telling me constantly what to do, I don't wanna give up that much control. So maybe the answer when we raise as much money, would I give up control? Fine, I'll buy that or take your time, Raise a little bit of money, grow your business, save the equity, so the next year when you go out and raise money, the company's worth $50 million, now you're not having to give up 50%, maybe you only sell that percentage for 10%, 5%, 15%, you keep more equity for yourself, and the business is proven, you're not going out there being desperate to want to raise the money. So yes, it does make sense, not in all cases. Point number nine is the famous, the one that everybody talks about, you should live a balanced life. We don't live to work, we don't, we work to live, right? You, hey, this whole thing is about enjoying your life. Fine, I'm with it. I don't know a lot of people that enjoy having fun in life as much as I do. When I qualify for company trips, when I would go all over the world, there's only one place you would find me. I'm not the guy that stayed at the hotel. I'm jumping off a cliff. I'm out there swimming with sharks. I'm out there swimming with dolphins. I'm trying something new because I want to live my life. That's what I do. One time we went to an event in Hawaii and we have a hundred something people there I decided to go out there because I wanted to walk by the volcanoes, because the volcanoes, the lava, the, the volcano was active and the lava was coming. I've never seen active lava before. I went to lava right in front of me just to see it. It was crazy, but I loved it, so I like to live my life. However, this whole balanced life thing, if you ever want to do anything big in your life, there's going to be phases in your life where it makes zero sense. If you're in sports and you're running for a championship, you don't have a balanced life. If you're making a massive movie that could potentially win an Oscar or an Academy, you're not living a balanced life. If you're deciding to have a kid, we've gone through four of them, I can guarantee you my sleep life right now, it ain't balanced. There's nothing balanced about having kids. Don't let anybody fool you. Nothing about having kids is balanced life. So 
But having a kid, are you kidding me? It's an incredible feeling. When my kids run up to me, priceless. When you see a project end and you look at it and it does very well and people appreciate it, you sit back and say, guys, we really crushed it. We work very hard, we had 16 hour days. We crushed it, we did it together. Nothing about it was balanced. So yes, parts of it, fine. But if you wanna do something that you're proud of that for the rest of your life you can talk about and laugh about and think about and reminisce about, life's gonna be unbalanced during those times. Point number 10, you've heard this one before, the whole, just be yourself. Why are you trying to please other people? Just be yourself and everything's gonna work itself out. Okay, let's break this one down. When you're at the house, no one's around. When you're just being yourself, on the couch, how are you sitting? Where are your hands? What are you eating? What do your clothes look like? What do you look like in your room when you're just being yourself? Can you imagine if you went to a job and if you're just being yourself? Actually think about that, right? I dress like this today because now I've had success in my life. But when I first started working at Morgan Stanley Deanwood as a 21, 22 year old, going knocking on doors of people with money to try to earn their business, this look doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I had to be suited up, I had to wear a nice suit with a nice tie and be presentable and go speak to them and carry myself in a certain way that maybe I wouldn't carry myself around my friends while we're playing billiards. Because if I talk to the client the way I talk to my guys in the army, the chances of these people doing business with you are probably slim. Again, later on when you win, do whatever you wanna do. People are gonna say, I respect this guy. But at the beginning, when it comes on to business and sales, first impression matters a ton. And if you're being yourself, like the way you are around your friends and family in the first impression, it's probably gonna hurt your chance of closing business or getting that job or whatever it is you wanna do if you're just being a little bit too much of yourself without presenting yourself in a professional way. Okay, so if any of this stuff helped you out, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. I got two other ones for you, but they're so deep, I can't explain it in this video. One of them is this whole concept about following your passion. If you're not seeing the way I explain it, click over here. And the other one is the myth of multiple streams of income. What a waste of an advice given to millions of people who actually buy it. If you've not seen it, click over here to watch it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.